Foodie Films is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Hey there, foodies, and welcome back to another episode of Foodie Films. Of course, this is your host, your chef de cinema cuisine, Kyle Reinfried. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? How you foodies doing? Doing any fall fun? Fun fall stuff? I really haven't yet. Uh, trying to think if I've done anything. You know what? Nothing really new in the food department. I mean, I've been into, uh couple of spots i got a new favorite breakfast sandwich it's at cafe peanut if you guys remember when i had kieran on for coffee town oh that movie coffee town he brought me uh iced coffee from cafe peanut and so i finally went there and had their cafe peanut breakfast sandwich and it was delicious so if you uh live in jersey city or driving through i highly recommend it uh, any other, you know, I wasn't feeling good recently and, uh, I had a temperature and that kind of, you know, in today's world, that that's, it's, it's scary, but I got a test, I, uh, negative, no, no COVID here. I'm not in presidential company, but so that kind of hindered, that was kind of ruined a recent ruined whatever screw me for saying that but it, it a uh it trepidated weekend events but i know i'll be going uh like i said with brian and nicole on their episode i'll be going upstate soon so fun will be had and some more food adventures and i'm just uh yeah chugging along doing these episodes film work has picked up for me so i'm enjoying that and I was really happy to sit down with today's guest, Alessia. I haven't seen her in a while, uh, even though we both, you know, live in Jersey City. I, I'm, I'm loving having all these Jersey City people on because I really want, I, I love my city. Uh, you know, I've, I've been here a while now and it's just such a great food scene and so many terrific people I've met. So I really hope to help do my part and just put it even more on the map as a food destination. You know, I've done the New Orleans takeover. I've talked about other cities I plan on doing that for. And, you know, and right now, 
with not being able to travel much. And, you know, I've had people like Joel Burt who live out in California, and I've been thinking a lot about him recently with all the horrific fires that California and the West Coast has been experiencing. But, you know, not everyone has a a mic to plug into their computer, and I want the quality to be as good as possible. So that's why, you know, recording with people around uh, Jersey City and New Jersey and even I, ha- I haven't been in, into the city in a while so hopefully we'll get some more people outside of here but right now it's like the podcast is you know we're talking with a lot of Jersey City people and so definitely go back and check out the fried green tomatoes episode where you where I first meet Alessia and you'll you know definitely hear some more about her there but i was happy to sit down and this is a first you know she did a movie episode but now we get a first cut with her so terrific alessia it's great talking with you and i know we've got some food plans coming up some meals to be shared here we go catching up cobra kai so good yeah right yeah it was really i stayed up until two in the morning last week finishing (laughs) it And there's the third season. There you oh, know, my God. That's coming out soon-ish, I think. January. Ah, uh, uh, no. Yeah. I don't um, know. T- time these days stands still, but then also... But we're flying through too- content, and we're like, more, more! <laughs> <laughs> we're just jumping right into this now. All right, let's All do right. it. <laughs> Alessia, thank you so much for... Uh, having me over where we, I, I i got tested recently we've been safe i know you're giving your tours i'm sure you're getting tested yep. and being safe and yep. everything like that so yeah i'm excited to yeah. have a chat again exactly. yeah <laughs> again so you guys go back foodies back back in the early days of foodie films when foodie films was just uh the the movie episodes you were on uh talking fried green tomatoes yeah great movie yeah that's a that's a it's a a deep movie that's a movie it's like two different time periods yeah and i didn't really i thought it was much more of a comedy yeah me too and then it ended up being some pretty down moments in the movie it's a good movie yeah but it's a little bit of a heavy movie it is but uh yeah it was just something that i guess i saw scenes randomly when i was a kid and i always i also thought glenn close was in it she's not in it (laughs) (laughs) but go back let's watch that movie listen to that episode and now now you're now you're back it's i feel like it's almost two years later yeah at least now we've got these yeah and now we've got these first cut episodes so the foodies out there are going to get to learn more about you and all the great things you're doing awesome (laughs) <laughs> so you know we're gonna we're gonna i'm sure rehash some things from the original episode but why don't you just introduce yourself because i want this to be you know like other first cut episodes i've done so let's just have you introduce yourself tell the foodies out there who you are what you're doing and then we're gonna get into it from there all right uh hey everyone i'm alessia <laughs> <laughs> i am the owner of beyond the plate food tours which is a walking food tour company based here in Jersey City. Um, so premises, three hours, uh, usually four restaurants plus dessert, all the foods included, drink pairings included, and we love to share the stories of the chefs and owners and the people who work so hard to put beautiful meals in front of us. Um, and we also tour in Somerville and hopefully, which 
COVID stuff, we're going to be up and running again in Red Bank and Princeton soon too, but based here in Jersey City. Yeah, I mean, you are one of many people that this pandemic has hit oh, hard. Yeah. I mean, the obviously the food, the ser- the service industry is one of the industries hit the hardest. You don't have to get too. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I feel like we had a little <laughs> like cathartic talk before <laughs> yeah. before we started recording, just uh, catching up with one another. Yeah, but just I mean, what has that been? like for you i mean just from the moment that we heard about this and just deciding i mean because your work is a kind of seasonal with the tours right i mean obviously the warmer months is a bit more right right action but still i mean so you're gearing up the spring is about to you know spring and we get this pandemic yeah exactly so the last tour i was supposed to have on the calendar uh was supposed to be for kpmg i used to do a lot of corporate tours and you know you start hearing the talk of this thing happening and you're like ah oh, it's we'll be fine everything will be fine well yeah and then... we can, we're, we're here we're hearing two weeks <laughs> yeah then I, I get a call from um the organizer and she's like yeah we have to cancel it was like 35 people and um so that's when I kind of knew that all right something's about to go down and from then on, like, ended up having to cancel all tours on the calendar. And thankfully, like, I have a lot of local customers, local mm-hmm. as in New Jersey locals. And they were super understanding. And they were like, hey, you know, we we look forward to the day that we can do this again in the future. Yeah. So I was not running tours for four and a half months. And... um once outdoor dining started, then I started to kind of just be in, in contact with, with my restaurant partners and, and be super understanding and support them however I could. Mm-hmm. Um, and then come July, uh, they were like, yeah, let's do this. Let's let's start this up. So um, it was like starting over in the sense because it was one city at a time, one thing at a time. So Jersey City came first, then shortly after that, Somerville, and now... I'm seeing that like people, right? It makes sense. Like want to go out and they want to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So demand is picking back up. Thank God. Um, And I think I'm busier now in Somerville than I was pre-COVID. Wow. Yeah. Because people are just starving for just change, just something like extra. Yep. As long as you could, you know, promise that you're going to, you know, do it safely. Yeah. Then, you know, and, and my groups are limited to eight people now. Mm-hmm. Um, possibly more if I like put them at separate tables, I guess. But, you know, I, I'm actually liking that. I feel like it's been, you know, not that I ever had really large groups, but 16 used to be my max. So I've now been cut in half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I kind of, I'm enjoying it. Like it makes it a little more like personal and intimate. And um, it's, it's a lot of birthdays. So a lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of celebrations. Whenever I see your posts, it's always yeah. <laughs> Happy see, birthday! I see the candle with the bang cookie at the end. <laughs> yeah, like ninety percent of the tours have been birthdays, a couple bachelorette parties. So it's been you know families mm-hmm. or just close groups of friends. Yeah. 
So when it was starting to gear up, because what? That was, I mean, we started being able to eat at restaurants again. I think it was on my birthday, June 15th. June 15th. Yep. yep. There we go. That was my birthday gift. Put that in my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice gift. <laughs> and um, yeah. So just talking with, I mean, because you have a good relationship with these businesses, but were, were you feeling some of them, obviously they're all eager, but with like a food tour or just with... You know, because I, I could see restaurants wanting just like a, as fast of a turnover of tables as they want. Mm-hmm. Were you finding some places, and I'm not asking for names, but <laughs> people being hesitant or did you, was was the transition back to just, you know, going back into tours? Was it, was it as, I'm doing air quotes for now, easy as you're hoping or was there some um, impedance? I I actually feel like it was easier in the sense that I was ready I went in there like went in there meaning like having these conversations with them assuming the worst in terms of there might be a chance they'd tell me no yeah because I want to be respectful of the fact that you know capacity is limited they're you know they have outdoor seating and if I if people are eager to go out and dine out I don't want to take up, you know, prime, like real estate. Mm-hmm. So, but that being said, you know, the premise of the tour also, we do it in between the restaurant's busy times. Yeah. So I did it, like, I definitely changed the tour around. I got creative with how the tastings were done, um, you know, thanks to like places like Jersey Wine and Spirits and Cool Vines, where I could have an alternate tasting location where I could bring the food to those places and not take up space in some of these other places. That's good. So the restaurants were just so open. Like they were like, let's do this. Like we both got to survive and let's find a way to make it work. And, you know, I, I really can't thank them enough for, for being open and receptive. And like, it, I'm, I'm really, really lucky. With all the local businesses, I feel like everyone wants to work with yes. one another. Just try yeah. to elevate one another as much as possible. I agree. It's, it feel that to me has been my saving grace through all of this. Like it, it motivates me and makes me feel like, all right, this is why I do what I do. You know, like this business community, we're super supportive of each other, and relationships are everything. So I'm. I'm so grateful for them and it gets me, gets me going. (laughs) So I'm grateful. (laughs) So before the tours were starting up in that four and a half, like, you know, month period, Mm -hmm. what were you, I mean, what were you doing? Were you baking sourdough like the rest of the nation? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't hop on that bandwagon. I was cooking a lot more at home. In the beginning, it was like, ooh, what projects have I put off for ages and ages? Um, on, on the positive side, it was cool. Cause I like, I was always a creative person. So got more into like things like calligraphy and painting and, um, pay by numbers <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, you know, my food is huge in my family and I just kind of started cooking a little bit more, but, um, on the not so great side of it, I guess it's. I had time to do all the things for my business that I didn't really have time to do before, mm-hmm. like work on my website and SEO and 
um, all the behind the scenes stuff that for me, it's not really my, it's not really what I love to do. So you're like, okay, well, there's no better time than now to focus on those things. So I was, I was you know, working on some projects like that. Um, but then once we got news that we could do outdoor dining, I feel like I was like, I'm never cooking again. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm, and if I'm going to eat at home, like usually it's going to be like healthy stuff because I'm going out to eat gotcha. fairly often. <laughs> so let's just go back. Like I said, there will be, I mean, foodies will hear some, some things from the original episode, but let's just talk about growing up and what you're eating and just how that influenced you into obviously, I mean, we use the word foodie. I'm assuming you consider yourself a foodie. <laughs> you're now a food I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like even before that, did you realize that you're into food more than other people? I mean, such a big part of your life now. I mean, giving tours and you have to obviously be interested in it more than just sitting down and just being hungry and you know filling yeah. your stomach. <laughs> But the funny part of that is, is that I actually wasn't, um, I took it for granted when I was younger Okay. and I, and I did, I was a speaker for this, like, um, storytelling with food for Esway Park Press, like, I don't know, two years ago. And I started off my story with, if you had told me 10 years ago that I'd be owning a food tour company, I would have been like, what the hell are you talking about? Because <laughs> I... So one thing I did, like what my friends knew before when I grew up in high school, I used to make like the best sandwiches because I'm, I love condiments and like Now you're talking and... my language because <laughs> I'm, I'm a deli man and I am sandwich. Like, yeah. you know, seeing individuals out there that are becoming, you know, dubbing themselves or being dubbed burger, whatever, or, you know, mm-hmm. fried chicken, whatever, pasta, whatever. Like if I had to hone in on one thing, it would be sandwiches, the yes. art of sandwiches. Exactly. It's always the simple things that you could jazz up the most and... There's so much you can do with it. Exactly. I mean, also there's obviously always debates like, is a hot dog a sandwich, you know? Uh, right. Well, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to get into that, but like is a cheeseburger a sandwich, you know, like, or right, just like... Right. I'm just always thinking, you know, deli meats and that yeah. kind of stuff. But obviously then, but then chicken parm sandwich, that's a sandwich. Yeah, exactly. So then you get into hot food categories. Yeah. But, but go ahead. So your yeah. friends knew that you like, were like. They always like, you know, I used to bring these sandwiches for like lunches or if we were like, I don't know, taking day trips or something. And they'd be like, oh my God, like that looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> you put um, the TLC into them? <laughs> Hell yeah. Right? So. <laughs> You know, I don't know, um, like pesto as the spread with a little bit of mayo or um, like what what could I do to jazz it up? And even when you go out too, like these small things make such a difference, like whether you toast the bread. Oh, yeah. Or what bread yeah, you're using. What bread you're using. Yeah. And the quality of the meat or the cheese or what combinations of those things go well together? Adding a sweet element, like a jam. Layering. Or, yeah. I'm all for like, that's my one of my biggest things I think that makes makes or breaks a sandwich. If you're making a bigger sandwich, if you're making yeah. a thinner style sandwich, obviously layering doesn't come into effect. Yeah. But like, if you really want to stack up a sandwich, I'm then about like that meat, cheese, meat, cheese, meat, cheese. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the same or different, I think that just adds a whole other yeah. important element to it. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate a good sandwich and that, and, and growing up, I remember like a couple times 
when my parents would pack certain things like for lunch, mm-hmm. you know, some classmates would just like think it was weird. Like even th- simple things like, you know, uh, like breaded shrimp with pesto. It's like the story of my life. Um, <laughs> you know, like pesto just exists everywhere at all times. Um, so it, like it wasn't like we didn't have the normal like just peanut butter and jelly kind of kind of thing. And growing up, in I grew up in Brooklyn until I was 10 and down the street my cousins and aunt and uncle lived and my uncle is an incredible incredible cook home cook just amazing so I didn't like red sauce growing up yeah that was right. a hot topic of debate in, you're from Brooklyn and you're, still, and, you're calling, <laughs> and you're calling it red sauce that's always you know you hear obviously in Jersey you go into the gravy territory but yeah so if my uncle was making like Sunday dinner, I would get a separate bowl of pasta with butter and cheese. Okay. You know, different now. And I'm super picky about it still. Like I pretty much like I has to be, you know, from Raza or Porto or like home cooked. Like mm. that I'm super picky about <laughs> <laughs> like red sauce. So um, and then so my mom is born in Argentina. She's Sicilian. So we would go um occasionally to queens like astoria um to get like parijada so you know argentinians eat all the crazy things Mm -hmm. of the cow so like intestines and blood sausage and whatever there was no way in hell i was eating that when i was younger (laughs) i was like chicken please (laughs) um my sister was the less picky one growing up so they used to call me the squirrel because I was just like, or like the bird. I would just eat like a bird, like just (laughs) super skinny. Um, So fast forward, you know, and it's crazy because it took, it took moving to back to the city to start opening my palate up again Mm -hmm. and appreciating what I had in front of me, like my family's cooking. And um, so I was working in the city. And so, you know, every other day we want to go out to eat or get drinks. So you start to expand your palate again. Like I didn't like tomatoes growing up. I didn't like peppers. And now all of a sudden I'm eating everything. Um, and so that's, yeah, people are like, oh, you must have been into food your whole life. Like I wasn't actually, it was there <laughs> and it was great stuff. It's not like I grew up eating like, you know, typical, I don't know, American food. Yeah. I don't just- even know what that means, but. Um, steamed vegetables and yeah you know like i remember smelling garlic all the time like there's garlic and everything in in italian cooking and like whether as simple as um you know sauteed shrimp with parsley and garlic and um i don't know why pesto sticks out in my head so much growing up i just loved pesto was there a garden Um, with the uh, basil leaves and everything we did have a garden (laughs) and in the backyard actually my uh, grandpa on my mom's side brought, I don't know if that was allowed, he brought uh, a grapevine with him and he ended up, uh, we ended up having a grapevine in our backyard wow. in Brooklyn. So we had grapes every year. We used to actually sell them on the sidewalk of our house in Brooklyn. What neighborhood in Brooklyn? Bensonhurst. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely some of the best memories growing up are, are all around food and our parties were just... Oh, the barbecue going mm-hmm. and, um, you know, my, my uncles, he would make pizza from scratch and 
Um, his meatballs are amazing. And, you know, now, so my sister's in food now and she um, has made it a point to really embrace those family recipes. That's great. And document them. And, you know, she was teaching a Sicilian cooking course. Wow. So have I, you, yeah. have you been to Sicily or? Yes. Yeah. Multiple times. And it's a very magical, magical place. <laughs> I need to go. I think I now I'm remembering. Yeah. You, you saying that and. Uh, yeah, I've only been to uh, Rome, okay. as, as I said with Laura, because talking yes, with w- yes. talking with her, <laughs> yeah, you know, you just—I mean—you hear an Italian accent, and you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, that you're you're just selling everything, hundred and ten percent. I need to, uh, you know, once we can eventually travel again. Yes, it's just one of those countries. I mean, I had only, you know, been to Rome. I, w- I wasn't like, oh, I'm not going to. I mean, I'm in part Italian, so I would love to. I've been to. I'm Italian, Irish, German, so I've been to Ireland, nice. I've been to Germany, uh, you know, like a, a lot of different places, nice. only been to Rome. So I'm like, I want to go there, but it just seems like a trip that, you know, you definitely want to just go to Italy and spend as much yes. time, you know, because there's just so there's much so and the cuisine much. just changes mm-hmm. so much. I it mean, really does. just the, because I mean, it's such a long country exactly. that just, I feel like, you know, heading north to south that that, I mean, especially... Yeah, I guess maybe, I mean, obviously cuisine changes when you're going east to west too, but in Europe, it's just like, you know, the real, the north to south, it's just the closer you get to the Mediterranean, the cuisine starts changing. And even even in there, like my Italian heritage, they're from Northern Italy. So it's even like, it used to be part of like Austria. So it's just even, that's just way different than cuisines in Rome and in Venice and obviously in Sicily and Naples and all that. Yeah. It's like. It's like almost being in a different country. And even Italians wouldn't say that. Like Sicilians consider themselves oh, yeah, exactly. their own yeah. <laughs> their own entity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. The gift from God. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And well and so then on the other side, my dad's Israeli and talking oh, okay. about going to Queens. So if we weren't doing Argentinian, we were doing um like Middle Eastern food. So like Great wow, leaves and yeah. stuff, which again never really liked until much later. But you know, my dad would love getting that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, did you grow up with any like specific religious affiliation? Because I mean, that's usually well. I my think... dad married a Catholic woman, so we yeah. grew up Catholic. Because okay. <laughs> I knew, I think I knew one person growing up that whose uh, dad was Jewish, mom was a form of christianity mm-hmm. she got to celebrate both yeah <laughs> yeah I, I was like i was like dad you're such a bad jew like he just doesn't he just we had like a menorah i guess but when i, I would ask him questions he'd be like i don't know so have you have you been to israel <laughs> i have did you do like a birthright trip or just, i did oh wow okay all right that's it yeah like, but you didn't have a bat mitzvah no okay <laughs> that's still birthright trip that's like what an experience that is. Oh, my God. So I made it a point that I would see where both of my parents came from. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, like I was saying, that's important to me. And that's why I want each of my parents to. They've only been to, like, the Bahamas and Bermuda. My yeah. mom really wants to travel. They don't travel well together. <laughs> so, like, it's just like, yeah, just the anxiety of, like, airports. And then I think, and then you throw a foreign country. Even if they went to ireland where well you could argue that they don't you know speak uh <laughs> english <laughs> but like knowing yeah b- 
being in Ireland, like I drove all around Ireland, they wouldn't like I wouldn't uh, be able to do it just themselves. But at the same time, like, uh, and I know I'm I'm saying this to a person that does tours for a living. I don't know <laughs> if I want them to go there. It's like a difference between a food tour and then being on one of those guided guided things. that it's very like. Because it's not just the, yeah. like, with food, I feel like that's okay. It's like, okay, you ate something, then we're moving on. We're going to the next place. Mm-hmm. But with, like, a location, you know, it's just like, oh, I want to stay at this town a little bit longer. But right. they're like, okay, everybody, like, let's, you know. Yeah. And I could see that not being, working, you know, well for them. Right, right. Uh, so I feel like eventually I'll have to uh, take them my, myself. Aww. And, you know, like, yeah. I, my mom wants to go to Ireland so bad. Yeah, and, I bet. And I think my dad would go if, like... I was just like, you know, really, it's like said, come on, we're going, it's a family, you know, like, or at least the three of us, like, you know, I don't know if my, my sister has a, you know, is married and has a two-year-old, so I don't know, that would add a whole other yeah. element to it. And my sister's also gluten-free. I don't know how easy Ooh, that would be in, that's, in okay. Europe. Yeah. Okay. Anything's <laughs> possible. Exactly. <laughs> so there's a whole, like, I want them to uh, definitely travel more and again just to go back to the experiencing the countries of your heritage yeah so yeah going to israel like what was that the most uh what am i trying to say like uh just like different landscape or just different environment that like you know that you like culturally or anything anything like that um honestly it was so i mean even israel being such a small country i think it's crazy to see how you know you could be in one area like Tel Aviv and it's so modern and Mm -hmm. um you know in terms of their economy and medical and everything it's it's so advanced and you know given its location it's the most modern place in my opinion than anywhere else there wow um but then you can go to then places like Jerusalem or other small like villages and stuff and it'll have a completely different feel Mm -hmm. um landscape was just stunning um and i don't know like maybe people know this maybe they don't but like agriculture there is so amazing too like they've developed so many like amazing creative ways to support uh their own like farming and agriculture instead of having to bring it in um so i thought that was so we learned a lot about that the beaches are gorgeous people are gorgeous um (laughs) Because, you know, so many people have come from so many different places yeah. to be there and um, definitely learn a lot. We do a lot. But I also made it a point to go back after that trip because, like, you're, to your point of when you're on a scheduled trip like that, you, you don't really have a choice of, like, where you can go, how much time you want to spend there. So I ended up going back in between jobs, seeing my family there. My dad's from Haifa in the north where the Baha'i Gardens are. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but stunning. Mm, no, I don't think so. Um, it's like these seven tiers of just drop-dead, beautiful, oh, perfectly manicured gardens. I've definitely seen pictures. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and both of my parents, like, I see where they came from, and I'm like, why would you leave this beauty? <laughs> like, it's just gorgeous. And, of course, I get it. Like, the whole World War thing. Um <laughs> <laughs> Looking for better (laughs) opportunities. Um, But my family that did stay, like, they do really well. And, like, my family in Sicily, uh, 
they're basically like the unofficial mayors of the town. Like they've, they've been there their whole <laughs> life, right? It's kind of expected. So experiences like that too. My first trip to Italy with my cousin and my sister, you know, the, the trips to Israel. It's like that first trip to Italy really was, that was the catalyst. From then on, it was like, how many, I, I want to keep exploring. So the travel bug is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And oh, for sure. Yeah. And then so your palate grows in every single time because what are you going to not eat local food when you travel? I mean, <laughs> to me, that's crazy. I would, I just don't know how people don't do that, I guess. I mean, it's pretty much like my biggest reason for traveling. Yeah. Like obviously, I love the scenery. I mean, there are some cities I go to because it's like, you know, I'm going there for the food. Right. But. Or, I mean, you know, obviously the the culture, like food, food and music, I guess, would be like my biggest yeah. reasons. Like nothing against anyone from Memphis listening right now. <laughs> nothing against the city of Memphis. But like it is the barbecue, it is the food and the music you're going for. Like how much that city thrives on uh, like Beale Street, like that specific street and Graceland, like mm-hmm. that is their big, yeah. I mean, I know they've you know got them, the, like the Grizzlies are there and, <laughs> you know, there are you know, sports teams, but like those two, that music element and then yeah. their food is just so amazing. Like that's why I'm going there. That's why I, I stopped go. there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's why I, st- and I mean, just talk about, I mean, changing of cuisine, barbecue in this country and just going from, yeah. Obviously, you know, we do some barbecue up here, but once you start like hitting even parts of Pennsylvania there by West Virginia, but then even once you get into DC and then Mm -hmm. Virginia and the Carolinas into Tennessee and you just hit that whole wave and just how it changes from the vinegar to then just the, you know, I mean, the Texas barbecue and how they do it down there. But, and that, that, that's what it was for me when traveling and doing, you know, cross country road trip. That was my, before that, it was pretty much like where my, like I said, where my parents went to like growing up, our vacations were long weekends down the shore. Like that was, you know, uh, so as far as what I was eating, it was what my mom was cooking or my, both of my grandmothers. So it was either, you know, I mean, pretty typical American Mm -hmm. or like Italian and that kind of stuff. And my mom, my mom loves food and she definitely, she like, if I, if there's, hereditary foodie genes i'm getting them from her yeah but it was via then traveling that like i did that cross-country trip and actually seeing the movie chef and Mm, when they're when they're driving from miami and then they stop in new orleans and then austin and then back out to la i was like man i need to do that so before i even did that cross-country road trip i was like i mean i live a pretty Pretty, pretty good life, pretty uncomplicated, easy life. And so, but I was like, you know what? I haven't been like done like just like a vacation and like besides the Jersey Shore in a while. And I knew I wanted to do this cross country road trip, but I wanted to do that like in the spring. So it was the end of like the summer before that spring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I kind of want to, I want to go. You know, I know I'm not going to go to Miami mm-hmm. on that trip because that's just way too out of the way. Yeah. So let me go there. And I always heard like the keys are awesome. So I was going myself. And then I realized like, a, I mean, at that point I was 26 or something like that, 27. And I realized a fraternity brother of mine had moved down to like Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And I called him up, I think like not even a week before I was going and just being like, hey, I'm going to be down here. And he's like, 
oh yeah, I'll just take off that whole, <laughs> whole time. And I just called the three different places I was staying and said, instead of a king, can you make it two queens? Nice. And, and I had a blast. And that was like in going to Miami. And oh, I went yeah. to like where they go in Chef to uh, Versailles and nice. like Little Havana and just all the cuban cuisine and just like in even more so like that's like cuban american Mm -hmm. because that's like whenever you i've been told at least because i haven't been to cuba like that's much more of a cuban american uh just like the food that we have here yeah uh love miami yeah oh yeah and then just even going into the keys and i mean hey key lime pie love it oh my god yeah i never ate so much key lime pie in my life oh i had this one key lime pie it was like on a stick, you know, around, uh, surrounded by, you know, chocolate. And it was just, I think about that. I think about that. It was one of the most like decadent, like desserts I've ever had. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't had a good key lime pie in a while because I feel like it's hard to find outside of Key West. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that was, yeah, that was the trip for me that, like you said, uh, you know, getting like, the like the travel bug i did that and i was never like oh i don't want to go anywhere but it really hit me that again i was like 27 almost like 28 i'm like i haven't really been anywhere if this is what our country has to offer like i can't imagine you know even even that i know what's out there like this hit me this hard oh man let me go out and then that was so that was the spring and then that fall and i just so that was five it was just five years ago that right now I was oh, in, wow. in Europe for the first time. Nice. And I did like 14 cities in four weeks wow. <laughs> all by myself. That's amazing. And then I made friends on that trip. Uh, a good friend of mine, Matt, I met, he's from Virginia Beach. I met him in Prague. And the next trip, we and other people he's met on travels, we did Iceland, Budapest, uh, Greece. And then I continued on. I did... Uh, Rome for two days, but then Croatia and then southern Spain because Spain was one of my favorite countries on the first trip because I did like the three main cities of Barcelona, Sevilla, Madrid. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it was like two weeks in Thailand, then two weeks in Ireland. (laughs) That's awesome. And so I'm just like that. And so it's just it's hitting me hard. So it wasn't, you know, obviously this summer, the summer before uh, I went to uh I met my girlfriend in. She was in uh, Barcelona with her girlfriends. No you met your, your girl? no, 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 oh. no. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I, I. She was in Barcelona with her girlfriends. Okay. I met her there. Okay. Because they did a trip. They met their one of their friends moved to Ireland. Okay. So they went to Dublin, and then she living in Dublin. This friend of hers wanted to like go outside of Ireland. So then they all went to Barcelona together. Okay. Then I met her there. The friends cool. left, and then we went on and we did San Sebastian. Lisbon and Paris and that was and that was a lot of traveling for her she's used to like going to a place and like staying like you know like at least staying in Portugal like you know doing Lisbon and then doing like uh, I'm dying to go to Portugal Lisbon is now one of my favorite it was almost I had a list of cities and uh my dear friend uh Brian, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> I mean, he's the host. We're, we're co-hosts of uh, PS I Love Hoffman, and then he hosts High School Slumber Party. But he was, like, way more well-traveled than I mm-hmm. before that. So he was helping me plan that first trip. And Lisbon 
was like the 15th city and I was also getting back and I was going to I think like a, a Giants game in New Orleans on Halloween so I, was like, <laughs> I wanted to get back and then also I was just knew like by the end like it was going to be a, a lot to go from then Spain and then to one last country yeah so Lisbon was supposed to be on that original trip so it was nice to eventually get there and uh yeah Lisbon did not disappoint it's wait. a beautiful city it, it's crazy how much San Francisco is inspired by it. Really? Yeah. I mean, they, I think the one bridge they built was built after the Golden Gate. But just seeing like there, it's much more, I feel like San Francisco is like one big hill, you know, all leads Mm -hmm. to pretty much a high point. There, you're walking over, you're going up a hill and then you're your peak and then you're going down and then you're going up again. So it's a, you got to wear comfy (laughs) Okay. Comfy shoes in the city. But just the trolleys there. And yeah, it just has a very much, you know, just being like a harbor town. Had, yeah. a, had a San Francisco vibe. I was but. supposed to be, so many trips got canceled. I had a trip to New Orleans that was camp, canceled. That was supposed to be in April. I was supposed to take a family trip to Sicily in August. Mm. And I had four days at the end of it that I was like, hmm, where should I go? And the flights to Portugal were actually like really cheap. Oh, wow. So I was going to do Portugal with Sicily, but guess there's always next year. Yeah. yeah. But we both went to Maine. Yes. Oh, my God. That was, like, definitely one of the highlights of the yeah. summer. You visited. So, Johnny, who I've had on. Yes. And I met Johnny because of you last fall at the um, All About Downtown yes. Festival. You had a station set up. Is he and not he's the best? One of your, yes. he's one of your... He is just <laughs> a ball of energy, light, joy, <laughs> and just... But also, I love, like, just... But then we'll throw attitude and sass when necessary. Yes. And... His voice is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> he, he needs, yeah, his own podcast for sure. Yeah. Um, Great tour guide. how'd you guys meet um we met because i went to a women's entrepreneur meetup in hoboken okay and i think like it was like you know name like one thing like you're anita for a business and i was like i'm looking for a tour guide and i guess someone he i think went to college with was like you need to meet my friend johnny i think he would be a great tour guide. <laughs> and so we met up and like, I always like to kind of let people show me their kind of food, foodie level. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, pick a place in Dree City that you want to eat at. Mm-hmm. Like no other, just like pick something. Cause he had just moved to Jersey City too. So like it was still kind of a new city for him. Um, and and like, you know, pick what you want to eat, whatever, and just tell me like why sort of thing, kind of thing. And we just had a great conversation and here we are. It's like almost two years ago. So, un- you know, obviously, unfortunately with COVID, um, he's not back yet, but soon enough. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> been up be in Maine guy. this whole time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. back to Maine. Oh, my God. Amazing. That was the one trip I could take this summer. Yeah, and me and I think everybody else. <laughs> yeah, me must have been like the number one destination. It, I summer. can't tell you how many people on social media, both like 
people I just follow Crazy. or then people like I like I, I I've known for a long yeah. time. Everyone was going Everyone. to Maine was always on my rate. I'm not trying to like be like, well, Maine, you know, <laughs> but like I really I knew the secret of Maine. But it, but it was in the sense of, you know, when even all the way back when I was planning that cross country road trip, I'm like, well, I know this one I want to go, you know, like down. And, yeah. you know, and I really hadn't haven't besides going up to Boston and then I have a friend in uh, by like Stratton in Vermont. Mm-hmm. I really haven't. uh explored like the northeast that much i've only driven through rhode island i know there's beautiful parts of rhode island uh that i need to see so and i but and this is nothing against maine but i just always knew it was gonna like be there so i figured i might as well travel to the places that i'm not sure you know right whatever life will throw my way if i'll be able to you know much easier to drive up to maine than to fly, you know, and yeah. spend the money to go to Europe or whatever other continent. Yeah. And yeah. so, but that, so it was kind of the perfect, you know, I was, had the travel bug and I'm just like itching to go someplace new oh, and what an amazing yeah. place to go I was to. ready to go alone. Like, luckily, <laughs> two of my girlfriends came along. And I, so I actually had spent a good amount of time in Maine because um, my uncle's girlfriend at the time, like... Had a, they had a house in Ipswich, Massachusetts. Okay. And so probably like two or three summers in a row, we would go spend like a week or two over the summer and then drive up to like Portland for the day or all those adorable coastal towns um, like Kinnebunkport and Newburyport yeah. and, you know. <laughs> all the ports. All the ports. Um, but Johnny being in a gun quit, like yeah. we stopped. That was our halfway point to Bar Harbor. And I had never been to Bar Harbor before. Yeah. Because it really, like, I was like, if I do nothing else this summer, I want to do Acadia. Like, I just really want to go to Acadia. So we did it. And it was just stunning. And we ate, I'm obsessed with seafood. Like, Mm -hmm. it's got to be, I could eat seafood every day. Um, I think it's the Mediterranean blood in me. But that was like, just. Yeah. I love seafood too, and I ate enough lobster. By the end, I was oh, like, "All right, I'm, right? A, I'm a little lobster." I know, <laughs> but but I'm but I'm but I'm much happier that I'm like lobstered out versus being like, you know, what? I could have had more exactly. <laughs> it was in my veins at that point, and you didn't even need to put anything on the lobster up there. No. That was the whole thing. Like, I mean, I was getting via Johnny. Megan, who I had on uh, on the podcast, Ms. Giggles. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, she had gone up there like right before yeah i I saw her post too (laughs) yeah and i was like and she had been up there before and but she was like she recommended a bunch of places and uh all and every place that everyone recommended was great but the one biggest thing i would say to anybody i'd be like versus if i was going to recommend anything Mm -hmm. is that what style lobster are you looking for or just even what do you want to do and then i will tell you the best in like you know if you're going to be riding your bike if you want to go out more towards south portland like you know i'll tell you right. where because it, it really doesn't it i think no matter where you go most likely you're going to get really great lobster yeah and i mean there's some yeah. places that are a little bit more than others yeah. but it's just like yeah it's more like what kind of how you want your lobster you, know, yeah. you want a roll you want mm-hmm. a steamed lobster you know all the there's that uh, high roller that does all crazy things with their yeah. lobsters and their lobster tacos six, what was like your favorites so um we up in uh because we went to bar harbor as well and we stayed at a a 
the that um national uh it's called koa it's a campsite oh and they have okay. a bunch of or not even national i think they have campsites like also in europe and stuff like that hmm. it's just yeah global brand and yeah. it's this awesome campsite really accommodating we're not about the camping we're like nah <laughs> <laughs> it was four of us and we borrowed like my uh sister and brother-in-law's tent that's like for they say for 12 people but it's like oh wow a middle it's like a middle room and then two rooms on oh, the that's side cool. so yeah it was right, plenty like, of space yeah. <laughs> and we, brought, we brought we brought air mattresses so nice so, yeah <laughs> I mean, we only did we only did two nights there and then three nights in Portland. Okay. But um, yeah, so they had uh, this little trailer that was cut out shaped as a lobster on the, the campsite, <laughs> and they did a steamed lobster there that I was like, "This is fan-. like I think it was also the atmosphere. Yeah. It was the first lobster I was like having steamed lobster I was having up there. Yeah. And so I think that whole element, but it was like cooked perfectly. Yeah. Just everything you want, just like pull the claw off mm. there's the whole claw like excellent oh, and then salivating. Um, and it's only 10 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and then we uh the last day we were in portland we were riding our bikes around so we like drove to south portland parked by the whatever one lighthouse and then we were going to ride to you know a couple others and there was a um just a guy that was like you know would tell you uh you know a park official or whatever and he gave us this menu to this one place. He's like, oh, this is my buddy's place. And he's yeah. just like, you know, check out. They have really good lobster rolls. You know, it's a good good bang for your buck. Yeah. He's like, they're huge. They're giant lobster rolls. And we ended up going to this place, like, after the bike ride or whatever. I think it's called uh, Ocean Market. Um, huh. Okay. And, yeah, just this, like, little... Shack? Yeah, a little like de- like corner deli or whatever. Oh, okay. They have a sh- sign outside that says giant lobster rolls. And I'll show you a picture afterwards. These huge, like almost like on like... Damn. Like sub rolls. Yeah. And just, you know, for a huge one, it was like $16. Oh, wow. And yeah. so, I mean, that, that aspect, obviously nice, but at the same, but it was great because since I love sandwiches like i do love just your traditional lobster rolls whether it's butter or mayo mm-hmm. but this one since it was like there was like lettuce and tomato on it and oh. it was closer to being just like a sandwich with like lobster on it i was all about that okay. so those were some pretty big standouts yeah but like we also went to um oh god help me out it's one of the nicer restaurants scales? in portland scales yeah. yes i went we there were. for my birthday oh yeah that was Johnny's recommendation too. Yeah, that was one of his recommendations. Yeah, and that the did scallop not... dish. My girlfriend got that. I got the seafood stew, which oh, was okay. awesome. Yeah, I was like, "Can you bring over oh. more bread?" Because like, this is my favorite. Like anything that has a good sauce to it, yeah. or anything, I just like want sop it up. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of things on that menu that I wanted to get, and I think we ended up getting the tuna steak or something. And oh, okay. And, you know, you can you can mess up tuna pretty bad. Mm-hmm. This was probably the best cooked tuna I've had. Wow. Um, like, just, like, melts in your mouth. This is a nice restaurant. It's a beautiful restaurant. If you're going to Portland, highly recommend. Yeah. But I think my favorite, even more than that, was Eventide. Two, oh we uh, just like kept trying to go and it was just too busy because we you know, weren't taking. Uh, we were so lucky. Yeah. So we took the ferry over to Peaks Island. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And as we were getting back, I was like, let me just put our name in and let's see if something opens up. Mm-hmm. So it, at first it said like, yeah, like two hour wait for lunch on like a Monday. Yeah. And 
as we're on the ferry, I got an alert saying like, your table's ready, come to the host stand. So I was like, damn it, it's gonna be more than like five minutes. But we get to the host stand, she's like, oh, I still have you on the list. She's like, probably another like 10, 15 minutes. We're like, oh my God. This is amazing. Uh, I should have tried yeah. to do that too. Yeah. We, <laughs> we kept hearing there was like a two, still a two hour wait, even as we were leaving. Yeah. We, we, so we ate a duck fat because that's right, like across. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're saving it. We're not saving it, but just with the way we were scheduling, you know, like the, because the second day we were in Portland, it was like kind of raining. So then we were just like going from brewery to brewery and doing uh-huh. that kind of stuff. And the third day we were like, oh, we really want to ride our bikes. And then we also had a, um, a sunset like oh, like sailboat thing that? that was awesome that was so that was fun because like when we were walking from the airbnb we had um you know and that city's just so walkable mm-hmm. and so we were walking from there and we stopped at high roller and picked up stuff and brought it because you could bring drinks and food onto the uh oh, onto the boat so that okay. was really nice and then yeah. we were like we were gonna try you know uh even tide for uh for dinner yeah but you know, you couldn't, you couldn't place, uh, yeah. and I, so I wasn't sure with the, I, but I, sh- I should have done that. And like, if it happened, you know, if it worked out, it yeah. worked out, <laughs> but yeah, it gives me a reason Makes to sense. go back. Oh, yeah, and there's, definitely. and like you said, Peaks Island, there's even just so much more yeah. I want to check out of just Portland and then even back up in Bar Harbor too. Yeah. Same, same. It was just so packed in Bar Harbor when we were there. Like just everything was, yeah, long wait, but whatever you plan ahead and yeah it's fine we honestly we had even even tide was like the only like hiccup everything else we were hitting at like right when we were like leaving from eating long lines like we were just like <laughs> for some reason magically wow. getting there right before i would have figured because like bar harbor even portland i mean pandemic aside i feel like closes a little earlier they do yeah. but like bar harbor definitely yeah and so i thought it was gonna be so gave us reason to go to bed at an earlier hour than our, you know, other trips, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I was forcing my friends to wake up at like the crack of dawn every day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, then I, I mean, at least when we went, I mean, uh, we went like, I think right, like right after you were up there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we went up on us, we left on a Saturday and drove up all the way from here to Bar okay. Harbor or whatever. Uh, but yeah, we would wake up and I was just surprised, even though like everything closes down, like people were like sleeping in and stuff like that we were going to places at like 8 30 yeah and then by the time when we were leaving at like 9 30 then it was crazy lines but. yep yep. <laughs> yeah we got on our last day we went to the lighthouse mm-hmm. and and it was just such a gorgeous day and we had we were like we gotta get a we got holy donut beforehand yeah. And then that was a pretty long line. And then we got to bite into Maine, the lobster truck that's right by the um, Lighthouse Park, Mm -hmm. like right when they opened. So there wasn't much of a line yet. And we shared like three lobster rolls. (laughs) So good. Uh, Maine. It's a magical place. Yeah. I love a good harbor town. So Portland and Bar Harbor, like both, didn't disappoint. Yeah. I just think back to, yeah, I love being there. I wish... That it was warmer year round because mm-hmm. now I'm like, so side note. So I want to be a snowbird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if anyone doesn't know what that is, but like I, the older I get, the more I hate the cold. Mm-hmm. And I've spent a lot of time in Colombia, the country, um, and like kind of started this like 
small side hustle of like bringing people to Colombia um, on like culinary trips. But I haven't been back in two years. And I, so two years in a row, I would just like find a place to stay. Uh, first two times it was Cartagena, then it was Medellin. And you know, it's so affordable down there. You could find a place to rent for like close to nothing, especially compared to Jersey City. <laughs> um, so I would spend, you know, like the coldest months here down there. Yeah. So my goal, knock on wood, if things continue to improve with COVID, I am hoping I could travel a bit around and hopefully with, you know, people like Johnny here to handle tours yeah. and yeah. I can make it happen. Cause that, that was the key in doing that was having people here who could handle tours while mm. I was gone. But That'd again, be... it'll depend on yeah. what we're allowed to do once the weather turns. But that would be the dream. I mean, mine is even uh, just New Orleans. I just want to spend like the months of like, yeah. Because it doesn't just, get that cold down there in the winter, right? I mean, you know, I mean, some sometimes in like the 50s, yeah. but like ultimately, yeah. Nothing. Like, I was a wuss the other night and it's like September, <laughs> October. It was like 50. I'm like, this is yeah. not acceptable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I would just love to spend the months of like right after Thanksgiving. I would, I would, I would come back for Christmas, but like then spend, exactly. you know, after like Thanksgiving. For the holidays. Yeah, exactly. And then get but out. Just be, yeah. <laughs> And then get out and then be in New Orleans till like, I mean, you know, it's always some years I've been down. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, there's some Aprils I've been down there and they're like, oh, you're so lucky. It's like perfect. It's usually disgusting by now. Yeah. Which is, I mean, because, yeah, that's the one reason. Yeah, I still have been there. Oh, oh, okay. So that was your, the trip that That you were going to do in April was going to be the first time. Well, at least, I mean, definitely Johnny, but then also uh, I've got places to recommend, but he's, that's what, as we just uh pontificated about maine that was me and him about new orleans on yeah. his episode <laughs> oh yeah yeah i did listen to that yeah. i got i mean i'm gonna listen to it again before i go but i i don't know are things like open down there they're open but it's just, it's just not, not the same yeah exactly like to, like for your first time i mean if you're just like you know what, i just want to go then yeah go yeah but at the same like, are time they even you, having music and stuff down there because like don't you go down there for like yeah that would be music? the big like you know you can find some areas where like the musicians are doing it outside of their places but yeah. then it gets into a whole like are too many people standing by right. and yeah so it you know what yeah because I, I would book a trip for now because it's cheap oh, so, but, so cheap yeah but would it be the true experience that i yeah want? for your first time yeah it's worth waiting yeah, no, something to look forward to. But, but uh, at the same time, <laughs> unless you just really were like, okay, this is purely food. I'm going down there. I just really want to try this for the first time. Yeah. Like that, that atmosphere, if you just really you yeah. know, know that it's about that. But, hey, the flight's being cheap enough. Also, Yeah, you I go won... for like just two days or whatever. Like, yeah. And you could go and just hit up every, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I won a $250 Delta gift card oh. two weeks ago. That's a good, yeah. So, I don't know. They fly down there a lot. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Just give me warmth. I don't, yeah. <laughs> well, talking about traveling, great transition into, because it wouldn't be foodie films if we didn't talk a scene. Mm-hmm. You said one of your favorite films, one of the films you've watched a lot is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yes. I've only seen it once. I saw it, I think it came out in 2013. Okay. It's a, it's a, wow. it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a remake. 
Is it? I believe. I did not know that. I did not know that. Um, but this is Ben Stiller. Yes. Kristen Wiig. Mm-hmm. Sean Penn. Sean Penn. And the first time I saw it actually was on Christmas. Me, this is the last time. It came out at Christmas family. time. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Me, my, my sister, my parents saw it um, at the movie theater on Christmas. Uh, that was probably the last time all of us have been to the movie theater together. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good feel time so, Christmas. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Like, I love the premise of the movie. And especially, yeah, where I was in my journey too. Like, it just hit home and it was very inspiring to me. It falls so, into even just thinking of like Christmas time. It's, I mean, it's not like a. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not it's not a wonderful on, life. Right. But it's, but it's, but it's one of those, it's self reflection. Yes. Like even to, like for the character and for the individuals yes. watching it and exactly. just, you know, what. Getting inspired to travel. Exactly. Like, like your life purpose. Yeah. One, that. how one decision could lead to a completely different life and everything like that. Yeah. But, um, and when, when you said that, I, I didn't remember this aspect. And then it even, I feel like, kind yeah, of insp- inspired. <laughs> re-inspired you then you're and then you're like oh yeah like but there is because that's always uh, you know with the non-famous food scenes i just like finding food is just so, so just in everything it is and and this how it's used in this movie with this clementine cake mm-hmm. is actually i think one of the better examples of it because this clementine cake actually kind of has like its own subplot in the movie yeah where so it's like just learned about (laughs) relearned about relearned about about. but it's like his mom played by uh the magnificent shirley mclean bakes this clementine cake that he brings with him but then when he's off in these different countries these different adventures it keeps popping up and i think that's the one of the you know because it is magical in a way in a movie but that just how food is magical in mm-hmm. real life yep how you share something like he you know brings the cake to people yeah and it's just such journey. a yeah and they're like oh yeah and just yeah to, yeah the one guy putting the knife into it yeah and everything like that like that is uh, you know and he, he finds what like uh part of i forget sean penn's character's name in it but like in, you o'connell know, yeah yeah, yeah. And, you know, where he's going because he's on the search for him because yeah. this whole time, I mean, yeah, they both work for Time Magazine or he's a you know, freelance photographer yep. for him and all that. Mm-hmm. But it's just this Clementine cake and just how uh, even I love the way that uh, Walter is carrying it with the saran wrap over it. It just looks, <laughs> but then just it keeps getting transferred into these different stories yeah. and these different Ends parts of the movie. Ends up being like a clue or something yeah. towards finding him. So it, it all comes into to fruition at the end by the end you're like oh okay (laughs) but that's the that is the beautiful thing about something as like simple as that and then just traveling and like you know just even like you've said with some of your travels and go and going to places where your family is from and i'm sure like you've had the food here but then you go there and whether you're visiting family that still lives there and then trying the food there and just seeing like I don't. Uh, one of my favorite things is going to a place for the first time, and that was a big part of going to like when going to Europe for the first time, and I was, especially because I was traveling by myself. I had never done anything like this before, and when I was eating at places, again, most of the places were recommended by my friend Brian, but like I went to a few places that like Bourdain had went to, oh, yeah. and 
just knowing that I was eating in a place that I knew someone that, uh, you know, had eaten there before just made it more special. Yeah. And I mean, and then that's even why I still do like, I haven't done like a solo trip in a while, but then, then wanting to travel with people as well. Like there's nothing wrong with traveling by yourself, but then you come back and you're telling people about it versus like, I wanted to start sharing, you know, this sharing the stories with somebody and coming back and then reminiscing while we're back home as well. And that's the great thing also about traveling with somebody. Exactly. And it's the shared experience, the shared experience for sure. Like it's because I I think about how, you know, travel, especially to Colombia, it's, it's a step out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and it's, it's the kind of challenge I, I feel like I need sometimes because it gets you out of your head and into something bigger than, just like the rut of everyday life and seeing how other people live and what's important to them and reevaluating, you know, things in your life. But it's the nostalgia for me. It's, you know, you could think about, yeah, you could go to a nice restaurant and and maybe you're eating alone, but it's like the conversation you had with the server or, you know, like maybe you made friends with a, a local that maybe you'll never see again, but you had a really cool conversation and they're telling you about, this like local food that means so much to them. Those are the things that make that food memorable. Yeah. It's not necessarily the food itself and how it t- how amazing it tastes, but the nostalgia part of it. Like, I wonder if the reason I love sweets so much is because like my my dad's mom, like she used to bake cakes for him all the time and he has such a sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And like one of his favorite things is like chocolate babka. and so like certain items like and especially when my dad would talk about them would just invoke like such emotion Mm -hmm. and um and i think that's why food for me is so wonderful and if i'm in a funk and i like we can have conversations like this i'm like yes this is what it's all about like let's keep having these conversations because especially if you can't travel right now yeah it's nice to have someone that you can like and and you forget you're like oh it's, man it's, that it's time a, that I did this it's a form of stimulation and I, yeah. yeah and I'm grateful that I have that because not everyone feels that way about food yeah unfortunately but like <laughs> I do it's, it's one of those things like I mean with me my like the three basic things I love are basic things film music and food and I I never want to come across as like an elitist or right, like any same. any or a snob yeah but it's exactly. just like but I just see that. You know, because those are three basic, like, we just kind of take them for granted yeah. slash they're almost like basic necessities and, and, we're, and we're surrounded by them so much. Yeah. But I, I just have such a love for them that when I meet people that, you know, that aren't into them as much, I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't judge them, but I'm just kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Like food for sustenance. You're like, oh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> But there's, I mean, there's so many things out there that I'm sure they have their own things that they put on a pedestal. Right, well. yeah. But, you know. I get it. Variety, yeah, variety is the spice of life, you know. Uh, yeah. Did she ever make your dad the clementine cake? I did not. I did not. Well, last but not least, um, you know, you, you covered gut instincts on that first episode. So I think we'll, if, if you guys want to find out uh, what what your answers were? Go back, listen to that episode. I have a question for second time guests, so I'll ask you this. Okay. 
who would be your dream dinner guest? And it, like, oh man, could you know any so any point in time? Like <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Um, hmm, my heart's beating so fast. I'm like, what's the right answer? <laughs> There's no um, wrong answer. That's yeah, the that's true. Thing. That's true. You know who might be really fun? Like uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Ooh. <laughs> Jerry. Um, you know, you watch comedians and cartoons. Oh yeah, and yeah. You know, he's he kind of surprises you sometimes. I think so, and I, I mean, obviously, I know he's. I I I think he is very close. Like anytime we see him, obviously, on Seinfeld is when he's like acting the yeah. most. But uh, you, and then you could say like he's playing a bit more into the persona also on comedians and cards. But yeah. I, I think he is someone that is close to his, you know, 100%. his stick, and like you know, he's his... kind of an asshole in a sense. Like, but <laughs> well, you're like, lo- yeah. oh, that's who, funny. Who was it? Like someone wanted a pic, like a famous person wanted a picture, and she went, and he was like, no, no. <laughs> it was some. Musician, or, oh my god, or, yeah. or like pop culture, yeah. like, he, like younger icon, and she asked him, and he was, just, no, it's like, no, thank you. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's kind of racist. Or um, you know, Amy Schumer seems like she'd be kind of fun too. Yeah, have dinner with, because like, like I'm not. She started funny. a cooking show during the pandemic. She did, or like yeah, cooking with because her husband is a chef. Oh, and so they were. Yeah, I listened because she was. Well, she was on an. Uh, what, what was? I know you were asking me before we started recording what podcasts to listen to. Foodie films, uh, but no, <laughs> no. But it was who was she? Oh, she was on. You should also listen to Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Okay, because uh, for foodies out there, my besides supporting all the fantastic podcasts that are on the Cage Club Podcast Network, the network that Foodie Films is a part of. Uh, I listen to mostly comedian-hosted uh, podcasts because I just Perfect. want light funniness yes. in my yes, life. Please. Um, and so Conan is one of them. He is one of my... He would be a dream dinner guest for sure for me. Nice. Uh, and he had Amy Schumer on, and I learned that her husband is a chef, and they've been out in, I think... Uh, Maybe Martha's Vineyard this whole time. I don't know, somewhere, somewhere like an island on the uh, northeast, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and so she started doing like a cooking show with him, and it was more like her being like you know, like not wanting to help him, but she's like, now it sucks because like now I actually know how to cook things. So like when he asked <laughs> when he asked for my help before, I could be like you know like oh sorry I don't I don't know, but now she actually knows her way around the kitchen, so. Yeah, she would be. That would be. I love following her on social media. She's a riot. She's she's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. So well, (laughs) her and Jerry. That would be a good perfect. There you go. (laughs) Alessia, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Good talk. Yeah, yeah. This was. (laughs) I just like you said before. I love just talking with. That's. I mean, that's why I have a podcast. I love talking, and I love talking with people that are into food. Yeah, and we haven't. we haven't seen one another in a while, so this was a nice sit-down conversation. We need to much more eating to be done. Yes, we need to eating share. To yeah, all the all the we know we want to do, uh, <laughs> uh, like you know the uh, what, what what are they calling? It? I mean, it's like Little India, but then they they're eating, yes. What are they something? What are they calling it? India Square. India Square. There we go. Yeah, India Square, right by Joe. Just written up. Uh, in CNN, CNN travels, yep. best Indian food quite possibly in the country. Mm-hmm. 
Which is a big statement because there's a lot of great evening. I know you want to go on to Queens yes. soon, and there's terrific Indian food out there. But we have a great Indian uh, bunch of restaurants here, a great Indian cuisine. Yeah. And yeah. I recently covered the Hundred Foot Journey, so that's <gasps> I a, love that movie so much. So that was highlighting that yeah. and French cuisine, of course. But uh, a great yeah. one. But right now, tell the foodies uh, where they can find you. You know, social media wise, all that stuff. Where to book a you know a tour? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Beyond the Plate Food Tours on Instagram and Facebook, and BeyondThePlateFoodTours.com. We have preset times for Saturdays and Sundays. But if you're interested in a different day of the week. Um, you know, we specialize in customizing these things. So, um, you know, if you have any questions about any of the tours, definitely reach out to me. Um, I'm a one woman show right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, and then my awesome tour guide in, in Somerville as well. So hopefully we'll have the pleasure of, uh, hosting you on a tour one day. Yeah. I know. I gotta come on a tour. Um, yeah, I'm aiming for, um, 10 tours this month. So that's my goal. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, obviously, I wish nothing but the best for you in Thank this, you. and just keep like just chugging along and like the in, in all this because there's uh, yes, definitely. And hopefully, uh, you know what we're in, indoors at twenty five percent now. Yeah. So hopefully that you know that, that's been since Labor Day. So. I would hope by the end of October, maybe they'll announce to fifty yeah. percent. You know, with obviously also the colder yeah, months coming. Exactly. You can only sit outside for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Especially me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but we have a little catchphrase to end every episode. It's "There's more to cut." So if you don't mind telling the foodies out there that there's more to cut. There's more to cut. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tongue.